From last night's game, this is Sports Curious, a weekly show that empowers you to join the conversation by sharing the latest topics in sports. Thanks for joining us this week. I'm your host, Amy Butch on Siegfried, and this week you are in for a special treat with our bonus episode of Women Ask All. We sat down with the amazing Lindsay Ray, Courtney Brooks, and Lisa Alberti, where we talked a little bit about quarantine life, the Bachelor franchise, and of course, we did answer some of your sports questions, some which are serious and some which are really just a lot of fun. But as usual, when you have a group who's getting together after not seeing a lot of people over the past couple of months, shenanigans ensue. We had so much fun recording this podcast, and I hope you have that much fun listening to it. With that, let's get started with Women Ask All. So I am very excited for today's podcast. Um, I've been, this is anticipation and it's nothing we've had in COVID is looking something to look forward to. So been very excited to sit down with uh, these three ladies and Scott, it's, it's kind of like sitting down and getting excited about having happy hour with your girlfriends. Uh, I think Lisa nailed it best by saying, have to resist every urge I can to not open a bottle of rosé and just sit here uh, in the home recording studios of my closet and uh, get excited to sit down with you all. So on today's podcast, yes, we are going to answer compelling sports questions from our listeners, as well as from the three lovely ladies joining us today, but there is zero chance um, we're going to stay on topic. So expect a little about life, uh, love of the Bachelor franchise, and conversations about a cowboy romance novel. Uh, so let me allow you, to allow myself, let me, let me allow me to introduce you to our guest today. <laughs> Clearly so excited I got ahead of myself. Um, so we have Courtney Brooks and the world needs more Courtney Brooks. Uh, she has never met a martini she didn't like and yet still manages to get more done in one day than most do in a week. This really fun and motivated gal created Tinge, a body beauty brand that is launching their first product line, the Tinge Tint, later this fall. Uh, that launch may also be why she's so fond of martinis. Um, I know Courtney from uh, our time working together. We actually met on a women's retreat with four four total of us. And the other two ladies, we don't really chat with anymore. But I met Courtney and that was the best thing to come out of that. Um, huge fan of her. I am a, also a tinge tester. And I highly recommend <laughs> um, the product because it's waterproof, which means water resistance, which means it keeps your legs looking nice even in the pool. Um, and she is a new addition to the Dallas area. So welcome, Courtney. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, and then we will t- and introduce you to Lisa. So Lisa, if America had a go-to friend for brunch, it would be Lisa. Uh, the, she's a commercial <laughs> banker, and she is not only the go-to source for great restaurants in Southern California, podcast and TV shows, but she loves to discuss travel, her distaste for morning people and Dave Matthews band over a great bottle of champagne. So Lisa and I have known each other for eight years now. It's been, um, I, I, I gained Lisa in a marriage, um, and a friend. And so I'm really lucky in that. And she's forever known as the girl in the green dress at our wedding. Um, she was the only one to wear like a bright color. So you can see her in every video. And I actually talked to my, my great aunt the other day and I said, oh yeah, my friend Lisa, um, she's coming out to visit. And she goes, oh yeah, the one in the green dress, let's like, see. Uh, so here we are. Um, and this, this podcast is actually Lisa's idea. So she has been a huge advocate uh, of ours at last night's game. And so this was her 
this was her idea. So thank you for your brilliance and your mind. We appreciate it. Um, and then last, but certainly not least, uh, please welcome Lindsay Ray, who is the brilliant and witty host of I Hate the I Hate Green Beans podcast. And if you don't listen, please go subscribe ASAP because you're going to be so entertained. You will laugh out loud. I promise it's the best. Um, and since we have Lindsay on here and we're all Bachelor franchise fans, we're definitely going to have to talk a little bit about The Bachelorette this season. Um, she can sing, say her ABCs backwards. You do really hate green beans. And you are... Now, you are a little too enthusiastic about Netflix, mixed tapes, and holiday theme Oreos. So for our listeners, uh, Lisa introduced me to Lindsay's podcast, and I was listening to on a plane laughing out loud about um, Peter's season of The Bachelor, and I just love her. And so we actually started, for that season, we started a Bachelor bracket, uh, which was really fun um, and actually had a lot of people just really engaged. Scott played. Um, our co-founder and my husband and a bunch of other people beyond the ladies on this podcast who all played as well. And it was really a lot of fun. And Lindsay, I think you finished pretty close to the top if I remember correctly. Yes. And I did not cheat. I know people were saying I cheated and I did not cheat. I'd like to put that on the record, please. And so I'm wrong 50% of the time. So I think that people should remember that too, is that I never guess correctly. I never know what's going on, but that's what makes it great. Cause I don't want to cheat. I want to be surprised when the people disappoint me. Well, and you've been covering the it. bachelor for a long time. So, I mean, mm -hmm. you kind of know the formula of how they try to throw us for a loop and maybe, you yeah. know, Chris, maybe, you know, Chris Harrison's like poker cues, like when he wiggles <laughs> his ear or something that that person doesn't get to be picked next. <laughs> I just think the the whole theme of it now is how can we be a bigger mess than last season? We're just going to try to one up <laughs> ourselves every time and they're doing it. They are doing it. Oh, yeah. And we were, we were saying we, we learned today that uh, October 13th will be the uh, debut of the Bachelorette featuring Claire slash maybe someone else. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have that to look forward to. They must have known all of us Bachelor franchise fans were, uh, were getting together today. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm ready. I'm ready to have that date too, because again, just a, a hot mess of a show that hasn't even started yet. You can't, you can't ask for anything better. Am I right? From our bachelor right. season, you can't ask <laughs> oh, for anything yeah. better because we don't know what's going on. And I don't think they do either. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's it, your, your, uh, um, was your like two episodes ago that you did about the bachelorette and sort of keeping everybody up to date, um, was just hilarious. It, there was just the whole bachelor franchise that has been built out. Now I, I've been watching it since, um, why well, I'm going to go blank on her name, uh, Trista and Ryan. So I remember watching yeah. it back then. And so I fell off for a while, but now you guys mm -hmm. all have me back into it. I mean, it's, yeah, you should be I mean, where you should be. Well, exactly. It's, it's a safe place. <laughs> <laughs> keep the drama on tv not in your own personal life it's much easier that way exactly <laughs> uh, we also have to you know Lindsay dropped a little nugget of information on me she's writing a cowboy romance novel now you're you've published four books this will be your fourth two two, two. okay but two, this is a this is a trilogy, so it'll be three, four, five. Oh, oh. how many brothers do you see? So, oh. were you inspired great. by watching Yellowstone? 
<laughs> no, I, I checked out a Yellowstone. I don't know if y'all remember it. I don't want to spoil, but the first scene of season one, episode one, where there's a wreck and something happens and we have to do something to an animal. And I thought, mm, I'm out. I'm out. I can't do it. <laughs> but sometimes I watch it on mute for the pretty, pretty scenery. I'll do that. But I, no, I grew up in cowboy country in East Texas. So it's, don't tell anybody, based on life events. So I'm not married, as you can see, or you can hear, and I'm telling you. Um, So the characters in my book, they have a better outcome than I had as a person. So it maybe is more like, this is where I thought life was going type of thing. But I'm making it sound super depressing. It's not. It's funny. I'm looking forward to it. And if you need a a, a character to add in, in a, a fatherly character, my father-in-law is the funniest, quirkiest um, cowboy you can ever imagine. So if you just need someone to, to base or you need some great stories, yes. please just holler. I have some... <laughs> Interesting stories that range from, <laughs> based in Wyoming, that range from, um, you know, dropping your cell phone cup and your cell phone in your cup of wine while driving around the ranch mm-hmm. or um, fishing stories, whatever you want, we've got them. So if you need some fodder for awesome. that, let me know. <laughs> I will, definitely. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, and you know, I didn't introduce the most important person on this call, my wonderful co-founder and brother, Scott, who is the true brains behind the last night's game operations. Um, he's the reason we know so much about He's the reason I know so much about sports. And, and those of you who read and listen, he's also the reason you know so much about sports. Um, I may have worked in baseball and know quite a bit, but he's my go-to guy with all the questions that anyone could think of. I'm sure he's probably, he gets a text from me and probably thinks, oh my God, what does she want now? Um, <laughs> But since some of our podcast questions today might be a little technical, I brought him on uh, just to make sure that we knew the right answers to all those things. So uh, welcome, Scott. Thank you. It's an honor to be a part of this. Like I said earlier, this is like a Friday night for Scott, four ladies. I mean, this is an old bag for you. No big deal. Whatever. Um, so I figured I'd start us off with a little icebreaker to warm us up. Um, since we've all been in COVID, and then you're on on my screen, so we'll kind of go Lisa, Courtney, Lindsay on this one. Scott, you're welcome to chime in, chime in too. But since we've been in COVID, um, when's the last time you put on an actual pair of pants with a waistline? Like with a zipper? Yeah, with a zipper, <laughs> maybe a button, snap, Woo-hoo! some sort. <laughs> God, it's probably March for me. It's been nothing but yoga pants or dresses. Yeah. What about you, Courtney? Unfortunately, um, last week was the last time. <laughs> and it was, a, it was a very sombering experience, I must say. <laughs> um, I was at a family get-together last week. And, and threw on a pair of jeans and they were all together um, a little bit too, too form-fitting. So I'm glad to be back in my Lululemon tights today. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm with Lisa. I think mine was, I'm wondering what I did before COVID if I wore pants before COVID. <laughs> I think I did. I, think, I truly think I did, but it would have had to have been for some sort of wedding or I don't know. I, 
I, I, I would, I'm going to guess February or March. Mm -hmm. So, so the real question is when you evacuated Houston for the, this hurricane, did you pack (laughs) things with buttons or zippers? I did. Okay, just in case. Just in case. I don't know why, but I need a couple of cute outfits, you know, for the person who's going to save me from the flood, and then we fall in love and get married. And then I'll need, you know, everything, the, the elastic waistband for the rest of it. Oh, let, let me get my makeup, too. That was another thing. Y'all have a face today. That was pretty exciting for me. Now, I feel like I look like a clown because I, it, I have not worn makeup in so long beautiful thing freeing thing like how much time do you have back in the mornings now no that's you know? a great point just roll like, out of bed now hygiene optional wait, why wash your hair my question was <laughs> i almost thought about making my question when's the last time you showered but then i thought that might be Ooh. I, didn't, I didn't you know if they want to get into me it's too too personal and there's personal space on that one <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I will actually open it up to you ladies um, for some questions. You have some questions from uh, our listeners and our, our subscribers to our tri-weekly email publication who have submitted some questions. Um, so I'll open up to you to ask some of yours and Scott and I'll be prepared. If you have any of your own, would also love that. Um, maybe so we don't talk over each other since we can all see each other and our listeners can't. And just, I guess, hold your hand up and maybe we'll start with Lisa since that seems to be the person on my right. So there you go. Sure. Um, I, so I know that last night's game has covered this topic in the past and, I, and I'm forgetting it, but why do tennis players wear white, especially on those clay courts? It doesn't seem like it's a good combo. So the, the short answer to this one um, is they wear white because it's dress code, especially at Wimbledon. So Wimbledon, you have to wear Wimbledon whites. Um, but the interesting thing, so I, I dove into this a little bit um, previously when we covered it. And essentially back in the 1800s, this is awful, but back in the 1800s, sweat stains were not considered proper and sweat was not considered proper. <laughs> so they opted for white because you can't see the sweat. So oh, huh. there's your there's your nugget of, of fun for that one. Um, and the really even the funnier thing about, so Wimbledon, um, they have this because I guess they don't want your Wimbledon whites to get bird poop on them. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a hawk that chases off birds at Wimbledon. So the, it's trained to chase off other birds from cent- that big, the big center court, the one with the roof that closes. And um, so basically they have a trained hawk to chase off other birds. So you don't get poop on your Wind- Wimbledon whites. Wow. Wow. So wow. There's, your, huh. there's your happy hour <laughs> conversation starter. <laughs> Definitely. Does the, so hawk, I, does the hawk have a name? Uh, Rufus. Oh, okay. Rufus. Rufus. Wow. Maybe because he lives on the roof. I actually never thought about that. But <laughs> Rufus. That. Hmm. Wow. Those okay, so are creative. Amy and Scott, I have a quick question for you. Um, just out of curiosity, did either of you play sports as a child? Because you know so much about sports now. I'm just so curious. Amy, you go Scott. first. So I play, I was a dancer, but I played soccer for one season and I was short, like the shortest one on the team. And I got kicked in the face and I cried every time because I didn't think it was fair. And so that was my one sole season of soccer because my mom was like, <laughs> mm, you're just not made for team sports. Clearly we've launched a little too late on this. 
<laughs> I'm with you there. Dance all the way, Amy. What about what you, about Scott? You? Yeah. I started with soccer at a young age, like all kids, and then transitioned to basketball and baseball through high school. Then high school, I played basketball, baseball, football, volleyball. Wow. You played and rugby in college. And then, <laughs> and then college, I played rugby. So I've wow. done a little bit of everything. Oh, wow. So that's probably why I'm well-versed in almost everything. Yes, you you're, mm-hmm. you're the MVP for sure. What about the you, best... Lisa and Lindsay? Okay, Lisa, yeah. Uh, like Amy, I was a dancer. I did not, I did not play sports. Uh, I did some horseback riding, but I don't think that's, I don't know if that's really a sport, but mostly dancing. It is. Mm-hmm. I'm the same. I was a dancer. This is great. Wow. I played a little bit of volleyball and I did a high jump. You know, the high jump, how you have to go up over that bar. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, it was, I think they spun around in the circle with their eyes closed and pointed to somebody and it landed on me. And they said, you're doing the high jump because I didn't know anything <laughs> and never got over the bar. So I'm not sure why I did it, but um, that was about as sporty as it comes. But I was a dancer. Yes. That's pretty impressive though. I That's don't know impressive. anyone who's ever done the high jump. Ooh, I didn't really be either. <laughs> what about you, Miss Courtney? I was also a dancer. Um, so that makes four of us, which yeah. is which I is feel, so I crazy. feel left out. Left out. <laughs> <laughs> One Thanks of the God, first many of times you. of today. <laughs> we should start a kick line next next time we'll do a kick line. We have a yeah. dance routine, get out our tick break out our dance on TikTok. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. um here's a question for you ladies um is there an athlete male or female that you would like to see as the bachelor or bachelorette Mm. scott yeah i was having who are some single athletes i can't even think of any single athletes you could think of a, you know, what I was thinking would be really interesting for this. He's not an athlete, but Dana White, who's the president of UFC and he's married, but we can just use this as a hypothetical situation. Oh, but, okay. Gotcha. gotcha. But he is, uh, <laughs> he's so uh, opinionated. Um, he's the one who got in a fight with Oscar De La Hoya last week on, or uh, media in the media about him coming back to Oscar coming back to fight. And he said, when someone asked, why is he coming back to fight? Dana replied, um, because cocaine's expensive. Oh. Um, and they don't like each other. So imagine what that would imagine what that would look like on The Bachelor. If he was like, Look, I just I just don't think you're very smart. Oh my god. I mean it would just be it would be very entertaining. For sure. I think I've got a good bachelor contestant as well. Um, Nick Kyrgios, the Australian tennis pro. Mm. <laughs> and kind of for two reasons. One, my boyfriend loves tennis and is easily amused by Kyrgios, which if you watch tennis, you're amused by him also, likely. Um, and if he was the bachelor, then would watch that season with me so that's kind of a way to lure him to watch the bachelor but two he's 25 he's single and comes across as quite the the ladies man and has a very loud personality which makes for great reality tv so i think i think nick curios could be a great contender it's a very good choice 
He's a bad boy of tennis. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's the tennis bad boy. According, this is kind of a fun fact because I was, I was really curious. I was like, is Curious single? And I looked it up online and according to Wikipedia, he briefly dated an Australian Croatian tennis pro, um, but they broke they broke up after his Wimbledon loss in 2017 when he was photographed dancing and clubbing with other female tennis players. So he took two losses, not just one. <laughs> That's a good one. Scott, Lindsay, Lisa. I was thinking um, George Springer, maybe from the Astros. I don't know if he's single. I think he might be, or maybe he's dating. He might have a wife. Uh, that was probably not a great person to point out if he does but he's I'll, I think he's darling and now I know I just said Houston Astros and a lot of eyes and like mm, I don't know how I feel about the Astros but him as a person I think I think I think it's I think he's cute Scott do you know if he's married to my knowledge no no Woohoo! there's hope <laughs> no <laughs> so this is a good one Plant the seed now. I mean, think about the spin on it, right? The cheating scandal that rocked baseball. Could you, he's, he's a changed man looking That's for right. the one. <laughs> and I have a decent shot of running into him. This is true. So I'm putting it out there. I'm making it happen. I'm sure he's listening. Yeah. Like My it. number is <laughs> seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lisa, you're you're on the clock. What about um, because uh, he kind of looks like one of the Ryan's Ryan Gosling, um, the coach for the Arizona Cardinals, um, Cliff Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury? Yes. Yeah, I think he's married, and but he's got a pretty dope house in Phoenix. Yes. So he's not married. No, he's no. not. I don't oh, he's think not. So. Oh, wow. So there you go. Huh. <laughs> For those who don't remember during the NFL draft when they did it from home, did the draft virtually, um, they took a picture, someone took a picture of Cliff in his living room with this beautiful picture window that overlooks Camelback Mountain in, in Phoenix. And that was definitely the best uh, view during the draft. And so, um, I mean, we think of the parties you could throw at the Bachelor Mansion if you were at Cliff's house. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> His, his, house, party. his house could be the bachelor mansion really it, it should think of the production costs they would save kind of like oh taylor swift's God. album recent album like the production costs would just plummet yeah smart <laughs> <laughs> um who hasn't asked a question yet Lindsay, do you have one you'd like to ask yes i do um i would like to know the xfl that I've been hearing about that I feel like is a combination of maybe wrestling and football. And I want to know a, if that's right. And B, why should we care about it? So you may have heard of the, the XFL recently because the rock bought the, the, the league itself from um, Vince McMahon who started WWE. So kind of that full circle for the rock buying things from his former boss. Um, it is, it is football. But it's um, it's a little different. It's still a football game based on football rules, essentially, and, and the, the operation of football. But um, so a little background, I guess, on that one. Um, when they first, that was, it, it's been, I should put this way, 
it's been in production twice. They've had two seasons, once back in 2001, and then they had one that folded here in 2020. Um, but Vince McMahon, this last time, um, was expecting to put $375 million to get this league back up and running. Um, it was kind of seen to be um, former NFL players, former college players, uh, with a focus on giving uh, fans an insight into like the personal side of it. So all the players were wearing... Um, microphones you were doing interviews with a guy who just scored a touchdown on the sidelines which clearly isn't happening now in the COVID era um they did things like uh they did things like the, the, the national football league and other teams wouldn't leagues wouldn't do uh, one of their sponsors was bud light seltzer so after games the guys would celebrate by shaking up their bud light seltzers and spraying them all over the locker room that was all bud light seltzer branded it was very brilliant the, some of the marketing things that they did but um that didn't work out. They folded again. So um, The Rock bought it, and uh, we don't know what it will look like, but everything he touches seems to turn to gold. I mean, if he can take Jumanji 57 and make it a hit, he's got to be able to do something with the XFL. So then the interesting thing is the X for XFL um, doesn't stand for anything. It's not like Extreme Football League or anything like that. It's just XFL. So kind of interesting yeah. so we um scott i don't know how that'll all wrap up because i know there's some legal battles with the xfl with vince mcmahon of not paying people and so right. i don't know how that will all pan out but if you have any insight on that that i don't know about sure that'll all get settled in court and then once the rock figures out they'll probably do the spring and i think he has a good opportunity with college football maybe not playing to steal some of those players and get them going. Interesting. That's a smart idea. So they'll pick up after the Super Bowl. And in theory, if the Super Bowl happens in February, they'll pick up after that. Probably, likely. Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So, Amy, you may have touched on this. How many teams are there in the XFL? That's a good question, Scott. Are there? How many we have? You have to double check that because... It was much different from when it first launched in 2001. I, oh, so they kind of redoing it yes, now that The Rock has absolutely. bought it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so previously, were there teams in various cities? Was it an, a city affiliation? Is that how it worked? Mm-hmm. They tried gotcha. to go into okay. some the big markets like Dallas and Seattle and New York that oh, already had okay. a fan base, but it was during the off season of the NFL, so they were hoping to pick up on the need for football. I think, and I mean, I think they did. They had a they had a contract. So their their TV contracts. So their games were on TV. They always had fans that seemed to be really engaged. They seemed to be making headlines with maybe not always football, but other things around football, um, almost every week. But I don't think they ever made any money. So, um, there's that. So hopefully, The Rock can save it. It is. Yeah, make it make it happen. But it's like everything you say nowadays about sports or anything else, travel, anything. It's like, and here's an asterisk, just in case COVID <laughs> is still around. Pandemic insurance. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what was that? Wimbledon. What in the teams name? had? Yeah. What what organizations had pandemic insurance? Speaking of, I don't know. The one, the big one that we talked about was Wimbledon had it, and they'd been paying for it for a really long time. So they had a really nice payout for canceling this year from COVID. Wow. Was it 
$141 million insurance. Man, smart. They've, they've had that for 17 years. So they've been paying into it for quite a while. My goodness. But you know, 17 years ago, somebody was like, you want to put what and pay for what? (laughs) (laughs) How is pandemic insurance pitched to them by by a salesperson? (laughs) Just just trust me, Bob. It's going to be worth it. I promise. (laughs) Bob Bob was right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. One question that came in, did I? Um, from one of our um, readers is what movie or TV show, and this is to you ladies, and um, what movie or TV show has taught you the most about a sport? Kind of like the rules, the strategy, what what kind of gave you a little bit of an insight into into that? Maybe a little bit of an intrigue, if, if you will, as well. Does the volleyball scene in Top Gun count? One hundred percent. Okay. I love it. It's it's kind of like how um sideways plummeted the Merlot industry that escalated the beach volleyball leagues around the world. Mm. <laughs> hmm. I'm kind of a rom-com girl through and through, so not many movies with with sports involved, but I'm going to say um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Kate Hudson really taught me that trying and playing hard to get and working, you know, really hard to lose a guy in 10 days might just end up scoring you tickets to the, the NBA finals. <laughs> <laughs> There's also Fever Pitch. That's a good rom-com with some sports, you know, baseball. Mine's a baseball one too, and it does not match my personality whatsoever, but I was fascinated by it and I have upon it. I did not go to the movie theater to see it, but it was Moneyball with Brad Pitt Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. how you learned that you pay for hitters versus, or maybe I'm getting it wrong, but you play for people who can hit and they had all the lower caliber guys and ended up doing very well. Um, I'm, I'm explaining it beautifully. I think that that was Brad Pitt helped Brad Pitt helped, but it was fascinating, fascinating. Clearly I didn't learn anything, but fascinating to watch and see that that was even a thing in baseball. Maybe one of y'all could explain it, Scott or Amy. Go ahead. I think you actually did a very good job. (laughs) (laughs) spoken like a true a person who's so great with words (laughs) explaining that i mean it's just brad pitt that's all you really need (laughs) why am i blanking on the name of the sandra bullock movie the one she won an oscar for the football one Oh, oh, Blind Spot. Blind Side. Blind Side. Yeah. oh that's a great movie yeah. that is a good yeah. movie well i just love that that was uh based on a true story so when you watch mm-hmm. the game you're like oh that's the guy mm-hmm. that's a good one that was so cool mm-hmm. um let's see courtney do you have another question yeah let's see this is an interesting reader question what is offsides in hockey and is it the same concept in other sports where applicable 
Sorry. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> Caught in the middle of a sneeze. There you go. Yes. All right. That's a very good question. Um, offsides in hockey is not the same as soccer. So mm -hmm. in soccer, as long as you're behind the ball and the defender, you can go as far down the field as you want. But with hockey, you have like the middle ice, the line in the middle. Then there's two blue lines on each side. So an offensive player can't cross that blue line before the puck does. So they can't enter that zone at all. Does that make sense? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So guys can't just go skating down the ice without the puck and try to get a pass and score. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And then if the, the defense clears the puck past that blue line th towards the other side, all the offensive players have to come out of that zone past the blue line mm. and wait till the puck goes back in. Oh. So that's why you'll see like in hockey, if everyone just kind of leaves the puck and retreats, right. that it would be offsides if they touch the puck there. Mm. <laughs> I highly recommend that we do a women ask all sporting event with Scott because I sit there the whole time. I'm like, what did that happen? What just happened there? Why'd that guy do that? Sounds like a lot of fun for Scott. So interesting. <laughs> it does. Well, we'll buy, I'll buy the beer. That counts, right? For some of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and fun, fun known fact, Lisa used to be a hockey team manager. Yes. In high school, wow. two years. Yeah, there were some cute hockey players, let's be oh. honest, later. <laughs> Filled water bottles and kept track of shots on goal. You'd think I'd know what offsides was in hockey, but I clearly wasn't paying attention to the game. <laughs> if the question was, what's a shot on goal, you would have been perfect. I would have been perfect, yeah. Mm -hmm. See, I'm impressed. Well, um, speaking of hockey, I have another hockey-related question. Um, so, you know, there's all these bubbles going on with, with professional sports due to COVID. And, you know, we've got the NBA bubble down in Florida. And I think baseball's in a bubble somewhere. But I believe the NHL bubble is up in Canada. So the Canadians just love hockey that much that they booted their baseball team to the U.S., but they welcomed hockey players with open arms. <laughs> How come the hockey bubble's not on U.S. soil? This is a very good question. Uh, it's been proven that professional sports leagues had to do a bubble. Like you said, NBA, WNBA has one. Baseball does not. And they've run into a lot of trouble. So the NHL had a lot of different sites they were looking for. Uh, Las Vegas was rumored to be the site, but then coronavirus got out of control. So Canada has coronavirus under control, so they put everyone up there. The Eastern Conference is in Toronto, and the Western Conference is in Edmonton. So they split it up in between two cities. Tale of two cities. And are they currently playing game right, games right now? Mm -hmm. Is it like the regular season, or are they in playoffs uh, This is right the now? second round of the playoffs. Oh. Who, who's that? Maybe I should know this, but I don't. But who's in the playoffs? <laughs> of course, our lost, our Golden Knights, since we are very biased. <laughs> we don't apologize. 
And they're currently playing the Vancouver Canucks. Let's see, the, the Bruins are in it, correct? The Boston Bruins. Boston Bruins are playing the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Philadelphia Flyers are playing the Islanders. The Avalanche out of Colorado are playing the Dallas Stars. So the Texas girls we have here should. Woohoo! <laughs> It's been really interesting, though, because they basically play back-to-back games. So, um, you know, if the Bruins game goes, goes over, then the Knights game has to wait. And so it's kind of interesting because they're used to being in different locations and you're at a different arena in your own city that you don't have to really worry about that. And so what was the one that they had a couple of weeks ago? It was five overtimes? Yes, there was a five-overtime game. So with playoff hockey, they just keep playing overtime, 20-minute periods until someone scores. So they could go on really forever. So playing in all games in one location can get a bit tricky in that case. Yeah. There you go. All right, Lindsay's gonna wrap us up with our last last question from one of our readers. Yes, um, talking about Summer Olympics. And it's so sad that we didn't get Summer Olympics this year. So a reader asked, what is your favorite Summer Olympic sport? And oh, I can answer easily. Um, and I think all of y'all will agree with me. Rhythmic gymnastics. Hello. <laughs> with the batons, <laughs> the, the get in shape girl ribbon. I'm showing my age. <laughs> and like a ball. They could do so much with a ball. And then you get 10 of them out there and you think somebody's going to drop that baton or somebody's going to drop a hoop and they're going through hoops and they're going through five hoops and, and it's very hard to find it on TV. So you have to, you have to search for it, but it, it, it just fills my soul for some reason, because I think they're, I, I don't know how they do their bodies that way. And I'm so impressed with all the apparatus and I'm equally impressed by synchronized swimming not two girls, but, you know, eight or 10 girls together. I'm very impressed by that. And then trampoline, that is an actual mm. sport. I was expecting you to say high, high jump. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. All right, Lisa or Courtney, what do you, what do you have? I'd have to agree with Lindsay on the synchronized swimming. That's always pretty impressive. I don't know how they hold their breath for so long. I think for me, I love watching diving. It's so, it's so fascinating. And I actually, even though I grew up as a dancer, I tried diving once upon a time. And as soon as we were starting to do crazy things off of platform, I decided it was not my my jive <laughs> but it's really fun to watch but scary scary to do for sure oh i can't even imagine like the things they do off of those giant platforms you know crazy, the, crazy the weird thing is is they're, they're they're so up high and then they go and do a triple twirl spin whatever in the water and i'm in oh my gosh that was a 10 and the judges go 6.7 because as you see there that one toe wasn't pointed and that one ankle wasn't next to the other ankle and it looks like they did a phenomenal job and then the judges don't think so I'm always confused by that because mm -hmm. I think that I, I never 
right never yeah it's I the one i'm always go ahead i say the one i'm always impressed by is water polo because yeah. not only are you like running swimming up and down a court but then you're there people are trying to drown you and if you're playing, <laughs> if you're playing basketball at least you can stop and you're not going to drown water polo like uh oh, here you go buddy so let me just stick your head <laughs> into the water <laughs> and i'm sorry courtney i cut you off go ahead I was just going to say, I honestly joined diving because I, I had seen a couple of my girlfriends have really cute synchro dive suits, and <laughs> I really wanted one, which is the same reason that I tried out for the basketball team in sixth grade. Um, honestly, just because I wanted a new pair of tennis shoes, and then I, I quit because I had to run the dance practice. <laughs> so it all goes back to dance at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. always well I I love this I really appreciate all of you joining us today and Lisa thank you for this idea because this was really a lot of fun um Mm -hmm. Lindsay do you want to take us out with a little Mm -hmm. give us like a two-minute bachelorette recap so we know what to expect because maybe we'll work on a a bachelorette bracket although I'm not sure how that'll work with mixing up bachelorettes but we'll let you we'll figure that out later we'll figure it out we'll figure it out from 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 what I understand is Claire who was on Juan Pablo season who was just awful she almost she was the runner-up and it's been I don't know several years since she's done anything with a bachelor where she was announced as bachelorette and I want to say day of, day after her arriving at the mansion, everything shut down for COVID. So her guys had been picked out. And then from what I understand in all my research, she pulled, she pulled back. They, they made everybody go home, obviously, because, you know, we all thought this would be over by Memorial Day. Aren't we cute? And so they made her pull back and she did what any normal person would do. She looked up her guys on Instagram and then she thought, well, um, that one's way young. That one's way young because she's 40 now and they were in their mid 20s, early 20s. She says, I don't want this. So, but then there allegedly is one that she was interested in. And I have to think that they kind of got together during COVID because they all went back to the mansion or to some sort of resort somewhere. And she fell in love in 12 days. Well, the bachelor is great. It's not that great. It's going to take you a little longer than 12 days. So I think she met this guy. So she's just in love now and refused to come out of her room and said, I don't want to do this anymore. And again, allegedly producers were supposed to scramble, scramble, scramble to find someone else. And they found Tasha, who had been on um, Colton season and she had, she was about third place. She went to Fantasy Suites and didn't get to forego her key because he already liked Cassie and told the other two to go home. So she's now it. They ended up bringing some other guys in to be with her. And now they're all quarantining together. Um, And then other people are showing up there too. So it's just very, it's very confusing. Um, My my guy who does some guy in Austin who does the show with me, he thinks that they didn't want, they didn't, they weren't, they didn't really care that Claire wanted to walk away because after she was announced, America didn't go crazy for it. Mm -hmm. 
she's she's fine, but they didn't go crazy for it, and they didn't like her as much as they liked Tasha. So he thinks when she said, I don't want to come out of my room, they said, oh, no, don't. And they're already, you know, calling Tasha on her phone. And so, so I think what we're going to get, and they better do this because it would be so smart, is to get maybe one or two weeks of Claire's actual season and show all that. You know they filmed every bit of it. So I say just throw it out on the table and show what actually happened and then start Tasha's season because they can't just, we can't just on October 13th say, oh, Claire is with this guy. Well, we know who this guy is. We, you got to have something to give us. That would be so smart. They're, they're not smart unless everybody signs some sort of form and legally they can't, but that, that they would miss an opportunity. I'm telling you, they would miss a PR opportunity if they didn't show us that drama especially if Tasha's season is not dramatic. So they at least need to show that, I believe, and, and make it happen. But then you're wondering, they're all on a resort and they're all in the bachelor bubble. So we're not going to be going anywhere to, you know, far off and, and we're not going to be getting proposals in the Philippines or anything like that. They're all on the resort and they're just stuck on the resort. So I think that's why we're able to have this season that is squished because they're not having to build in time to travel to here and then travel to there and travel to there. It's all at that resort. So I'm pretty sure they're going to be, you know, bar drinking at the pool and maybe playing some kind of golf and a, like a yurt in the desert. And that, that's, those are your choices. <laughs> well, that's a great segue for me to say, uh, make sure you subscribe to the I hate green beans podcast because Lindsay's going to keep you posted on what's happening. Lindsay and some guy in Austin who I believe you beat in the bachelor broadcast uh, bracket. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they will keep you laughing and keep you posted. So um, before we wrap up, everybody tell everyone how to f- let everyone know how to find you on social media. So start with Lindsay. Yes. Uh, my name is spelled weird. It's L I N C E E. So I'm at Lindsay Ray on Facebook and Instagram and I'm at Lindsay at Twitter or I hate green beans is my website. Courtney. And you can keep up with Tinge at Tinge Beauty on Instagram, or you can keep up with us on our website at tingebeauty.com. Keep an eye out for that, your product to roll out the Tinge body tint uh, in the fall. Yes. Coming so soon. Yes. And Miss Lisa. I'm on Instagram at LM Alberti. And I mean, Scott, do you want to promote yourself there too while you're at it? You can catch us at last night's game. On Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you all being here today. Thanks for uh, for passing along our reader questions. Thanks for asking your questions. Thank you to our readers and listeners who submitted questions. Um, maybe we should make this a more regular thing, uh, something fun to do, and, and catch up on uh, the world of sports, cowboy romance novels. Um, we'll expect an update on that trilogy next time, though. And yeah, all the things that are happening in the world and and. Hopefully by the time we do this again, there will be no COVID. We'll be all set. We'll be all in Cabo on the beach together. Thank you all for, for coming. Thank you for listening. Well, thanks for joining us this week. We hope you enjoyed this inaugural edition of Women Ask All. 
If this episode was something you'd like to hear on the regular, let us know. We love to hear your feedback. We will still come at you every Thursday with a new interesting topic in the world of sports so you can join the conversation. As always, suggestions welcome. Send me a note at amy at lastnightsgame.com or you can message us on any of our social media sites at Last Night's Game. Last but certainly not least, if you have a second, we would love for you to head on over to wherever you get your podcast and leave us a review. And of course, there's always a chance to share us with your friends. With that, we'll see you here for another episode of Sports Curious. Stay safe, friends. Wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs>